Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews since 1996. You can read them all at that website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. I just got another uh, iTunes review, so I thought I'd share it with you. The subject is thoughtful and concise. And the person, uh, Kate Bent 323 says, I love his concise analysis, even though I don't always agree with his reviews. If you want short, thoughtful movie reviews, be sure to subscribe. So I thank you so much for that, Kate. It really does help me a lot. If you want to leave a review, go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. The Quipster Film Review Podcast is the name. Also, I want to say it doesn't offend me at all if you agree or disagree with my reviews. I think that the main emphasis I try to impart with my reviews is my job is to give you enough of a description of the film in order for you to make a judgment as to whether or not you might want to see that film. Even if it sounds like I'm coming down a little bit on the negative side or on the positive side, ultimately I see my job is to try to describe the film. I give you my personal takes on it, and you can take that for what it's worth depending on whether or not you typically agree or disagree. With Kate, she may not necessarily always agree, but at least there's value in the reviews in listening to them anyway. I think that the best compliment that anybody could ever give me is that I'm fair, not that I'm always right. So thank you so much, Kate. And uh, I look forward to hearing feedback from any of you who want to impart it. Today's review is going to be one in which I probably am going to come out on the negative side, but there is an audience for this kind of film, and I will describe this movie uh, as best I can, but I also know that I'm not part of the typical demographic for this film. Uh, It's Fifty Shades Darker. It is the second in the Fifty Shades saga. It's a romance, if you want to call it that, a drama, uh, certainly. There are a little bit of thriller elements thrown in here, too. It's R-rated because of its strong erotic sexual content, some graphic nudity as well as language. The runtime is an hour and 58 minutes. The main stars are Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan. Supporting roles go to Kim Basinger, Marsha Gay Harden, Eric Johnson, Eloise Mumford, and Bella Heathcote. The directors James Foley and Neal Leonard does the screenplay. It's based on a novel by E.L. James. Now, in the follow-up to the wildly popular kinky romantic drama, Fifty Shades of Grey, here we find perpetually blushing publishing house editorial assistant named Anastasia Steele, played by, of course, Dakota Johnson. She's making it through life without the help or the attention of the controlling Seattle-based mega-billionaire known as Christian Grey, played by Jamie Dornan. And that's mostly due to the fact that Gray cannot open himself up to steel much beyond his taste for sadomasochistic sexual acts. Now, while Christian Gray tries to move on, he just can't quit Anna, and he forges his way back into her life romantically on the condition that their relationship stay quote-unquote vanilla, as well as in this attempt to take over ownership of the company that employs her. Now, the title Fifty Shades Darker might lead you to assume that this entry is going to go far beyond the relatively tame kink play that we witnessed in the first film. It doesn't. It stays mostly within the realm of racy and rather than engage in any kind of sexual activity that might be considered truly scandalous to witness in a wide-release motion picture. In fact, given that they're apart from most of the first quarter of the film, and then Anna continues her moratorium on any form of painful or overly spicy sex, the story stays relatively chaste beyond a couple of barely R-rated scenes of sculpted, undulating bodies. And it's kind of odd here because Christian barely removes his pants. In fact, they go no further down than halfway down his derriere for most of the sexual genre 
response. Most of the story involves Anastasia repeatedly being taken advantage of by those around her because she's just, you know, too shy. Her photographer friend Jose posts large photographs of her in his gallery exhibition stating that he didn't ask for permission because she'd have said no. Kind of interesting there that her wishes are not going to be taken into account. Her supervisor at the publishing house persistently manipulates her into having to do things like meet up for drinks after work or come with him on business trips. Christian himself showers her with money and gifts and ends up pulling strings to make sure he stays in the picture by taking ownership of the things that define her. Anna protests, but her voice desires seem to fall on deaf ears from all of these men in her life, especially when she ends up submitting to just about every power play. To think that the so-called great sacrifice that Christian Christian Gray has to make is to just love Anastasia in a normal fashion until she's comfortable with exploring more. Wow, that's really sad. Being sarcastic there, of course. Despite being a very vacuous film altogether, there are a few positive things I could say about Fifty Shades Darker, just enough to keep it from the proverbial movie abyss. One is the continued nuanced performance by Dakota Johnson. She says so much with her eyes as well as her mannerisms, even when her character is barely written to be much of anyone beyond a lover interest who's resistant to trying new things without being forcefully persuaded to do so. I also have to give kudos a little bit here, and surprisingly enough, to Jamie Dornan, because he shows a little more charisma this time out, even though I, ultimately I do feel that he's still woefully miscast in a role that requires someone with much more perceptible rugged yet chic mystique than a brooding underwear model, which is what Dornan still seems like to me. The cinematography also is very sleek and lush, and it fully captures the allure of this decadent lifestyle of the filthy rich and their extravagances. And the music video montages are full of sexy pop and R&B numbers, especially during the sex scenes, do go a long way to engage Far more than the feeble amount of frolicking in lingerie and the hints of nudity and the tame bounce of bondage that were allotted on the screen. But I think that the good still is far outweighed by the terrible writing here, the unconvincing storytelling. The adaptation from TV vet Neil Leonard is not able to pave much over his real-life wife, E.L. James, her novel to make it palatable for those who are not able to relish the inherent trashiness of it. It's silly and manufactured drama. It's persistently injected throughout here, including Christian's jealous exes, their spiteful potential paramours. There's a helicopter crash in this film. There's a number of allusions to Christian's physical and emotional abuse in his past. And there's the presumption that his interests in BDSM and women who look a certain way are a means to resolve this childhood trauma. Director James Foley is on board here. He takes over the duties from Sam Taylor Johnson, and he keeps the film moving along in the way one might expect, though I do think that the two-hour length is still pretty excessive for a story this vacuous, even with the obligatory coital interludes, including subplots that are just not very interesting, and that includes this damaged ex sub in Christian's former harem who can't seem to let go, and there's this cougar who introduced Christian to the BDSM world, aka the Mrs. Robinson, who disapproves of Anna's continued romantic involvement with her former pupil of sorts in The Pleasure of Pain. It should come as no surprise when I tell you that the Fifty Shades films are pretty terrible if I'm judging them on typical standards by which I evaluate films. They're born from a series of books that even the most casual of readers wince at in terms of how poorly they're written, despite ravenously partaking of them nonetheless. I think that a good percentage of the audience is still going to enjoy this movie, primarily because of its inherent trashiness. It's like a well-shot and scored soap opera, enough to return for the final entry in the trilogy, Fifty Shades Freed, which gets a mid-credits t 
teaser for those of you who want to stick around for that. Alas, for everyone else, it's still interminably dull, and it only serves to entertain merely by laughing ironically at its insipidness, watching two life-size dolls fornicate and then feel anguished over it and then rinse and repeat throughout. Two stars out of four is what I'm giving Fifty Shades Darker. Two stars on my scale means that I do think it's lacking something vital that would keep it from being at least passable entertainment for most discerning viewers. And I think that that thing that's missing really here is a sense of groundedness or reality. It's all very glossy. It's all very superficial. It doesn't really delve very much into characterizations or any kind of meaningful story. It's a fantasy, and I think that some people will get caught up in the fact that it is a fantasy and take it for what it is and have a good time with it in that vein. But I think that most people are kind of laughing at it at the same time. It's it's a ridiculous premise for a film, and it's presented in kind of a silly way. So you can't take it seriously, but I think for those people who want to watch it on that trashy level, it will probably deliver for you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I do want to also remind you, if you want to catch more of my podcasting work, not only can you click subscribe here, but also check out the In Session Film Podcast because I'm one of the co-hosts of the extra film segment of that show. So go to InSessionFilm.com and look for the ones that are denoted with extra film to get more of my takes on other films there. I, whatever I review there is exclusive to that site. So if you want to get all of my take, you have to subscribe to both of our podcasts. But I also want to say JD and Brendan do a fantastic show. It's one of my favorite shows in film podcasts. So you want to click subscribe and listen to all of their shows, really. InSessionFilm.com is where to go there. But also, I remind you, if you want to get in contact with me, you can go to Quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. And if you want to leave a donation and help keep this show going, because it is a very costly show to go to all these movies and take the time out to review, you can go to Patreon.com slash Quipster and leave a donation. Anything that you can spare is greatly appreciated. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. 